And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This headline podcast is presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Breaking news from The Athletic. This is Michael Beller and Nando Dofino from The Athletic with breaking news. Travis Etienne likely done for the season. Etienne suffered what was a midfoot sprain on Monday night against the Saints and the Jaguars. Week 2 preseason game ultimately determined to be a Lis Frank sprain. He is undergoing immediate surgery on the injury, and that is likely going to keep him out for the season. So, Nando, we have a ton of ripple effects in the fantasy football world. The first and most obvious, James Robinson takes back over as the very clear primary running back in Jacksonville. James Robinson, one year ago, Nando, was the RB7 in half PPR leagues. How high can he go this year? Where are you taking him now that ETN's out of the picture? Uh, you know, this is going to be an interesting move in the rankings because, I mean, every, there's every reason to think that he could get better, especially, you know, better offensive-minded coach right now. Um, although Doug Marone doesn't really get credit for being the offensive mastermind that I think he is a little bit. But, you know, is, is Trevor Lawrence on the flip side going to steal some rushing yards away from him? Uh, you know, what, what kind of coach is Urban Meyer in the pros? So I think you start with James, I think you put Robinson like 12. I think you put him Ooh, okay. maybe 13. Actually, well, hold on. I guess it depends on who your top 12 are. Um, I'd put all right. I'd put him this way. I'd put him below Najee Harris, below Antonio Gibson, ahead of J.K. Dobbins, below Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and above everybody else. Assuming Joe Mixon so is above in that. You know, I'm going off of Jake's rankings, but yeah. Yeah. So you're looking at somewhere just outside the RB1 class for James Robinson coming into this season now that Travis Etienne is out of the picture. And I think that's a fair spot to have him. I actually have him a little bit lower. I have him as RB19. I have him right now just behind Mike Davis, David Montgomery, just in front of DeAndre Swift, Josh Jacobs, Daryl Henderson. That's where I'm looking at James Robinson right now. It's not that I sell what he did last year as the RB7. It's more that, you know, first of all, part of the part of the reason he was RB7 is that Christian McCaffrey only played three games. Saquon Barkley, he missed uh, all but, what, two games? Um, Eckler. Uh, Austin Eckler missed, what, half the season. Joe Mixon missed ten games. So you could very easily have James Robinson have the exact same great season. Those guys stay healthy. And now you're talking about RB7 falling down to RB11. So that's number one. Number two, you know, last year he uh, dominated the carries in a way that, even with ETN out of the picture, Maybe won't be the case because Carlos Hyde has been getting plenty of run for the Jaguars in the preseason, so we have to believe that that is something that remains in play here uh, for the Jaguars. Uh, maybe even gets a larger role than was expected now that ETN is done. But definitely James Robinson now goes from being this you know sort of murky running back where he still deserved to be drafted as anywhere between RB25 and RB30, RB32, a guy who you could comfortably have as your RB3 or 4, someone who maybe you could even think about starting as a flex as sort of a reverse Nick Chubb-Kareem Hunt situation with Travis Etienne in the Kareem Hunt role and James Robinson in the Nick Chubb role. Now he goes to someone who, no matter where you're drafting him, no matter how you value him, he is unquestionably a week-in, week-out starter. You don't have to think of him as the RB7 from 2020 
to believe that he is easily a week-in, week-out starter. And now we're talking about him rivaling some of the you know big-time, not big-time, but third, fourth-tier wide receivers, guys who are getting drafted inside the top 40, 45 overall. I think that's ultimately where you see James Robinson fall with ETN Dunn. I think the, the, an easy way to put it is that James Robinson has gone from having people like really being like, hey, like almost like his his... I don't know, his truthers. Like, you don't have James Robinson truthers today. You have James Robinson mm-hmm. people. Like, he's just, he's gone from people having to make an argument that, like, listen, Etienne's not going to eat too much into his playing time. He's going to be fine. He was amazing last year. He's still in my top 20. He's still maybe even my top 18. To today being like, is he your top 12, your top 14, your top 16? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, he's hit the mainstream again. And you, you really don't have anything yeah. you can say that's like, well, like we did, like, Carlos Hyde's going to take away carries. Maybe, but not like what Etienne would have done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not to an extreme uh, degree, for sure. And then now, suddenly, James Robinson goes from being shunted aside, most likely, in the passing game to now being the team's primary pass catcher out of the backfield. And this is a guy, Nando, who had 60 targets last year, caught 49 of them for 344 yards in 14 games. So it's not like Jacksonville went out and targeted ETN because they were desperate for a pass-catching back. They targeted ETN because they needed another playmaker, and ETN was the guy who was sitting there for them to take in the second round of the draft. They have a very capable pass-catching back in James Robinson, and now he slides back into that role where maybe he gives away some of the 240 carries he had last season. Maybe he gives away more of those to Carlos Hyde than he wouldn't have given away to Travis Etienne, but he also maybe reclaims 100% of the pass-catching role out of the backfield, 90% out of the pass-catching role out of the backfield. So definitely, uh, James Robinson gets a big, big move up rankings. And I think you're right. Now, we're no, there's no James Robinson truthers. There's no one who has to forcefully beat the drum for him. It's just, we all like James Robinson. How much do you like James Robinson? That really is going to be the question going into drafts over these final couple of weekends of the offseason. I think we also need to look, Nando, at the wide receivers on this team because Travis Etienne was going to play a major, major role in the team's passing game and not just catching things out of the backfield. He was going to line up in the slot. He was going to line up as a traditional wide receiver. And now that's no longer in place. So you've got Marvin Jones. He's got a wide receiver ADP of 54. That encompasses the entire offseason. I think realistically, you're not going to get him at wide receiver 54 in drafts. If you sit down to draft today, tomorrow, this weekend, next weekend, whatever the case might be. You've got LaVisca Chenault sitting a little bit higher than him. He's at wide receiver 42. And then you have DJ Chark also higher at wide receiver 37. I think basically what the play here is, is give them all a bump. And maybe Chenault gets the biggest bump out of the group because you figure he's going to be the guy who spends the most time in the slot with Chark and Marvin Jones outside. But I think it's give all three of them a modest bump up your rankings. At least that's what I'm doing. How do you look at the wide receiver group? I'm with a big fan of Chenault. Uh, Samantha Pravidi's been beating his drum for like a year at least. Um, and, you know, I follow her on Twitter. Everyone should. But, like, she, she really made some good cases for him for me. Um, I, man, I know this is going to sound ridiculous and super deep, but Tavon Austin's at the end of that roster. But look, when, when you're right, it does sound ridiculous. When Urban Meyer was hired, I was like, oh, Percy Harvin. Remember how like he had all these guys who were like a thousand, a thousand in college, and that's how he coaches. And Tavon Austin's one of those end around you know specialists who's I don't know, man. I get like they have the weirdest collection of dudes I used to pick in like the 30th round of best ball drafts. <laughs> Farrell Cooper's on this team. Laquan Treadwell's on this team. Everyone loved Dorsett a couple of years ago. I bought a couple of Colin Johnson rookie cards. Emery Hunt loved them last year. Like they just have yeah. this collection of, I think like 
talented and never receive like fulfilled their potential kind of guys. But yeah, I mean, if you're if you're just talking twelve team league, whatever, I think it's Chenault. Jones is Marvin Jones is never going to go away. He's always going to be yep. that dude who's just like he's the wide receiver one on this team. I I think you mean like when the dust settles as as a fantasy player in twenty twenty one. I think when the dust settles as a fantasy player in 2021, I also think he should be drafted as that with the injuries that DJ Shark has dealt with in the offseason. Yeah, Shark, I just, I, like, you know, when you just go through someone in your queue and it just names like grayed out in your brain, you're just like, nope, skipping it. <laughs> like, don't, I don't even get that yeah. one a second thought anymore because it's just, I can't, man. I, I'd, I'd love to, but I just can't. There's always a red letter Let next go, to his name. Let me go back to Tavon Austin for a second. Guess how old Tavon Austin is? <sighs> man, 28. With your Tavon Austin love. 28? 31. Uh, I wouldn't have that was off on that. <laughs> he seems younger. Broke into the NFL in 2013. So may, deep, 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 deep leagues. Deep, 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 deep leagues. Maybe you're thinking about Tavon Austin. I'll tell you, 30th round. 30th round. 30th round. He'll still if you, be there. If you are drafting into the 30th round, maybe circle back to Tavon Austin. But all three of the receivers, and even Shark, even though I'm off, I'm, I'm not off Shark because of his ability. I'm off Shark because of the injuries and the uh, draft day neighborhood that he's been living in. Even though we've seen him come down draft boards a little bit, at wide receiver 37 by ADP, you're still talking about Debo Samuel, Tyler Boyd, Antonio Brown, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller. Those are guys who I can all comfortably take ahead of DJ Shark with what he's been dealing with and with what we've seen from Marvin Jones this offseason. So really, it's a bump up for all of these guys. I don't think it really does anything to Trevor Lawrence, but James Robinson, uh, Marvin Jones, DJ Shark, and LaVisca Chenault all should be pushed up your rankings. And James Robinson, the most significantly of the entire group, with the news that Travis Etienne likely done for the season after, after suffering a Liss Frank foot sprain on Monday Night Football against the Saints in Week 2 of the preseason. Thanks so much for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics headline section for much more on the story and ask your Google Assistant to play news from The Athletic. You can also visit theathletic.com slash headline pod to join for just $3.99 per month. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.